I'm going to start this week by quoting from Norman transcript writer Tyler Palmatier. Jalen Hurts arrived at the postgame presser a little late. It appeared to me he brought two red starbursts, one for him and one for Lincoln Riley. They both unwrapped them and ate them quietly. I don't know what any of that means. This is the Big 12 Bullets. Yeah, I know, that was a, a really unconventional start to the week, but uh, it's an unconventional week because it's post-OU Texas week. We're coming down from a high if you're an OU fan. If you're a Texas fan, you've gotten over the depression, you're ready for a new game, and we're going to talk about what's next. In the Big 12 Bullets newsletter, I talked about the Bud Bowl, uh, Baylor University and Texas Tech, uh, which had a really odd ending, and I thought I would want to talk, you know, I thought I should bring that up. And we talked about OU Texas. I mostly just showed gifts of all nine Oklahoma sacks. And yes, I said that. Nine Oklahoma sacks. The most sacks Texas has given up since they played Nebraska in 2009 against Ndamukong Sioux. Um, Oklahoma had 29 sacks all last season. They had nine sacks against Texas this week. That defense might be real. And I don't even know... I've been been really, really pulling back any kind of praise and just saying, uh, they might be okay. They might actually be good. Texas offense is pretty good. They lit up LSU for quite a few points, and they got shut down for the most part against Oklahoma. So we talked about that in the newsletter. Not at length because I really, again, I spent a long time making those gifts. It took way too much of my time. So please go watch them all over and over again. They're amazing. Unless you're a Texas fan. I also made a gif of the butt fumble that wasn't. That's another gif to watch. Good gifts this week. Not a lot of writing, a lot of good gifts. But we're going to talk about what's upcoming in this next week because the post-OU Texas hangover can really wreak havoc on either one of these teams. You got, you got players who are coming off such a big high. A lot of times Oklahoma, as, as far as I know, a lot of times Oklahoma has a bye after the, after the OU Texas game, but they don't this year. They play West Virginia. Texas plays Kansas. Neither team should struggle against these teams, and I don't think either one will lose, but there is definitely a chance of, of some letdown and some struggling. Uh, I, you know, I can definitely foresee Oklahoma's defense giving up some points that they shouldn't. Um, Texas, you know, we know they've had trouble with Kansas before, so we'll get into that. We're also going to talk about Baylor because I think Baylor's matchup against Oklahoma State is definitely the biggest game of the weekend. And it might be um, maybe the defining game for Baylor, obviously besides when they play Oklahoma and when they play Texas. But this is probably their best chance to lose a game for the rest of the season. That's Sorry, this is their best chance to lose to a non-ranked team because Oklahoma State is a good non-ranked team. So this is, this is a really, really big matchup for Baylor. So we'll get into that. We'll get... Uh, not really much into TCU, Kansas State, and, and not a ton into Iowa State, Texas Tech. Let's start. We'll just we're gonna go. This is just a preview podcast. We're not gonna do anything crazy. Talk about we're not gonna talk about what happened last week. Just the previews. Make it quick, in and out. You'll appreciate it as a quick podcast on your way to work. So we'll talk. We'll start Oklahoma, West Virginia. I'm going to this game. The only game I'm going to this year. Very excited. It's uh, homecoming, and 
it should be a homecoming for Austin Kendall for West Virginia. You know, he played at Oklahoma. He was the backup to both Baker Mayfield and to Kyler Murray. He was supposed to be the starter this year. Oklahoma gets Jalen Hurts in as a transfer. So Austin Kendall transfers to West Virginia. He's had a very, uh, I'll say up and down year, but it's been mostly down. Um, four picks last week. He, uh, two weeks ago, but unfortunately he is questionable. So he's never started a game, uh, in Norman. He's never started a game at Memorial stadium and it looks like he still won't, which is kind of sad. You know, he was looking forward to this game more than any of the games, but he is questionable. I would have liked to have seen him play just for the novelty, just for the story. I don't think Oklahoma is going to struggle with him or with West Virginia, but if he's there, you know, he probably has told the team a lot about Lincoln Riley's offense. He's probably given away a lot of insider information, and there's there's definitely some tendencies and things like that that maybe he would have been able to exploit in Oklahoma's defense that others wouldn't have. And it could have been an interesting game with him at quarterback. With him not at quarterback, I don't find this game to be a trap game, except for the fact that, of course, it's at 11 a.m., Every Oklahoma game is at 11 a.m. This is no exception. It's very disappointing, but it is what it is. Oklahoma should be used to playing at 11 a.m. Fox knows that if they get Oklahoma at an 11 a.m. slot, people will watch. They're going to watch that more than Texas Tech, Iowa State, which is also at 11, but it's on FS1. It's very annoying. It's very frustrating. You know, West Virginia obviously is not great, but Oklahoma should have more 3 o'clock and 6 o'clock slots but they always get the 11 a.m because they will always bring the crowd to the 11 a.m contest on big fox so that game i'm excited because i'm going i again i think there there's always a trap there's always a potential trap coming off a big rivalry game especially coming off ou texas i just don't think west virginia without austin kendall is going to be able to provide to set that trap and execute to that trap on Oklahoma with Austin Kendall would have been a much more interesting game. But right now, Austin Kendall is listed as questionable and there's heavy doubt that he's going to be able to play with that chest injury. So moving on to the next game of the day, this one, we're not going to spend a lot of time on Texas tech, Iowa state, Texas tech almost beat two straight top 25 opponents when they took Baylor to overtime that would actually have been really significant and would have really made me question, and I am kind of questioning what I think about Texas Tech. Jet Duffy's actually playing pretty well. Um, Iowa State really, 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 really has to win this game. They still have the potential of making the Big 12 championship game. They still have the potential of salvaging uh, the season after a, a shaky start. But this is a game that they need to win, and they need to win easily. They can't struggle with this game. Um, and I don't, I don't think they will, but again... Texas Tech is a really confusing team. This is this game is in Lubbock, but I, you have to go with Iowa State in this game. There's no way they lose this game. That said, they probably will. Next game is TCU-Kansas State. Again, this game is not that big of a deal in the conference, I don't think. Kansas State, they need to, they need to prove some things. I think they're going to win this game. TCU, unfortunately for TCU, I think that they're like the bottom of the conference next to Kansas and uh, that's not something I thought I'd say at the beginning of the season. But when you just don't have a quarterback, you don't have a quarterback. And and Duggan is getting better, and, and he will continue to get better. But he's not the answer right now. I think Kansas State wins this game. Now to the very intriguing game. 
Very, very intriguing game. Baylor, number 18. So Baylor's all the way up to number 18. They're undefeated, which is another amazing testament to Matt Rule, who took over, obviously, an incredibly difficult situation at Baylor. They won one game in his first year. Now they're 6-0. and They're number 18. They're undefeated, and they're playing Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, we've talked about at length. They are very talented. They could beat, I think, anybody on their day, but then they could lose to anybody on their day. I just don't know what to think about Oklahoma State, but if they went out and beat Baylor, I wouldn't be shocked. But Baylor, I think, is going to win this game. Their defense, they're kind of like Oklahoma in that they're a team that everyone fears their offense, um, but really their defense has been playing pretty well. Uh, and that might be what keeps them in this game. Spencer Sanders is prone to the turnover at Oklahoma State, and I think that he will do that, and I think that that's how Baylor's going to win this game. It is homecoming at Oklahoma State, and that's a big deal if you uh, know anything about Oklahoma State and Stillwater and how they really blow it out for homecoming. So maybe there's some you know extra juice in the crowd, and that kind of throws Baylor off, but I, I don't know. I think that Baylor wins this game, and I, I would, I would not bet a lot of money on that, just because it's just you don't know, you don't know about either one of these teams really. In fact, ESPN is picking Oklahoma State to win. I don't, I don't know why you would pick them necessarily to win. Uh, Baylor's Baylor's favored, uh, Baylor's favored by three and a half, so not by a lot, but they are favored on the road, so I don't understand why Oklahoma State is the pick for ESPN. That's fine, whatever. I'm going with Baylor. I think that they're going to win this game, like I said, on their defense. Charlie Brewer, though, Charlie Brewer is a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback, but he is just, he doesn't seem to be flustered by much. He is tough mentally, physically. He's a good player, and then Denzel Mims will bail you out of any situation. Now, he did have that that drop that would have just easily won the game against Tech, but he had saved the drive earlier with an unbelievable catch. He he will make a spectacular plays, and, and so will Tylen Wallace. Actually, C.D. Lamb at Oklahoma is probably the best receiver in the conference, maybe the best receiver in the country, and he proved that this week. But you have Tylen Wallace and Denzel Mims going against each other in this game. Both are amazing players and great receivers and probably you've got those two guys at Alabama that are incredible receivers you got CD Lamb and then I think you really start talking about Tylen Wallace and Denzel Mims pretty quickly when when you're talking about the best receivers in the best receivers in the country guys that can make huge plays it's going to be a fascinating game this is a game you want to you'll want to have turned on on Saturday because I think there will be some points scored but I also think that there will be some defensive plays made especially on Baylor's side of the ball. And if Baylor go you know goes 7 and 0, you're really talking about a team that besides just overachieving, I mean they're definitely the team that will challenge Texas and OU for the chance at the Big 12 championship or at least playing in the Big 12 championship. You're talking about a Baylor team that was 1 and 11 in 2017. Last year they won 7 games. They could win their 7th game this week. So, Matt Rule Again, again, that, that contract extension that Baylor gave him is the best piece of business they could have ever given anyone. So Baylor, Baylor's going to, I think, win this game against Oklahoma State. Then they get West Virginia. They get a bye week. Then they get West Virginia. Again, that should be a win. So that's 8-0. Then they get TCU, who's not good. It's a rival, but they're not good. Are we looking at 
nine and zero before they play Oklahoma, and then they play Texas, and then they play Kansas. I mean, there's a distinct possibility that Baylor could be nine and zero, and if you're nine and zero by November 9th, that's typically a top ten team because a lot of teams have started to fall off. Now that means that they will be nine and zero with no wins over a ranked team. So maybe they won't ever get into the top ten unless they beat Oklahoma or Texas. But I, you, you, they're at 18 now, and if they keep winning, they're not going to drop. And they could just by attrition by continuing to win. If they keep winning, Oklahoma and Oklahoma keeps winning, and Oklahoma is undefeated, they'll probably be number three by November 16th, and Baylor could be number 11. That's a big matchup in the Big 12 late in November. And then, of course, you could have the awkwardness of them having to play each other again a couple weeks later, depending on everything that could happen. So this is a this is a big game for Baylor. To get past this test, then West Virginia and TCU won't be the same level of test as Oklahoma State. If they get past this test, they're really legitimately looking at 9-0. I don't think anybody predicted that. Even Matt Rule, even Charlie Brewer, even the biggest Baylor fans in the world would have not have predicted that this season. This is this is the the game I think for Baylor. This is the biggest game besides obviously Oklahoma and Texas later in the season. This is the game to prove whether they're legit or whether they're just getting lucky. Last week you could absolutely argue they got lucky. They had a call late in the game on a uh, butt fumble that <laughs> was called an illegal snap. I don't know why they called it an illegal an illegal snap because it absolutely wasn't. It was just a legal snap right off the center's butt and was recovered by Tech and should have been Tech ball with a chance to field goal to win it. Hey, rather be lucky than good. So moving on to the the last game of the day is just Texas against Kansas. Again, I, I like I was saying, there are trap games after OU Texas. I don't think West Virginia is going to be a huge trap for Oklahoma. I don't really think Kansas is a huge trap for Texas. But that is, it's a different Kansas team than we've seen. Like I've said, they do have weapons. They do have a decent just overall team they're not just a team you can walk over they gave Oklahoma a game for the entire first half and there were a couple moments in that game that could have turned the game around they dropped a pick six um, that would have tied it It, it, let's say they make a couple of those plays in the first half against Texas Texas coming off giving up nine sacks to Oklahoma you know they could be just completely out of sorts because of that I'm not predicting that. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but it's a possibility. So Texas really needs to to be on its game, and they need to make a statement and to prove that they are a real, legit team that's just had the bad luck of playing two of the top four teams in the country. That I mean, that is legitimately, that is a real argument. It's, you know, like the, the phrase, it's not an excuse, but it is a reason. There's no excuse for Texas to have two losses, but there is a reason they do. They have played two of the top four teams. But that that's why they have to go out and just stomp Kansas, and they have to go out and stomp West Virginia, and they have to go out and stomp TCU. They have to prove that they are legit and that they deserve another shot at Oklahoma. It seems like there's a – it's like a fait accompli that they're going to play Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship game. Well, Texas is the team that has – the onus is on them to prove that. They have to win the rest of their games. Oklahoma has to win the rest of their games, but they could technically lose a game and still make that that Big 12 championship game. Texas has to win out, and they have to win out not to make the college football playoff. That's probably gone. 
but they need to they they need to play in a in a New Year's Six bowl again, and they need to win it if they want to prove that they're back. If Tom Herman wants to prove that he is worth his salt and worth the hype, that's what needs to happen. So their season basically starts this week. They, they've had these things happen to them, and now it starts over this week, and they have to prove it. It's it's a this is a big 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 season for Texas. Tom Herman's had the excuse the last couple of years. You know, your first two years you get an excuse. Your third your third year it's on you. And if they end up with four losses, say they mess around and they lose a couple more games, or even if they lose one more game, still make the Big Twelve Championship, and then lose to, to Oklahoma again in the Big Twelve Championship, that's four losses again. I don't know. He's not going to be fired unless they just tank for the rest of the season. But it definitely puts a ton of pressure on him for next year if they end this season with four losses again. So there's a, there's a lot on the line for Texas every single week. They have basically the same amount of pressure that Oklahoma does. To Oklahoma has to stay undefeated if they want to make the playoff again. I think that there's no way Oklahoma makes a playoff with one loss. And uh, Texas has all of that pressure just to make the big 12 championship now. So the, their season season 2.0 2019 season 2.0 starts this week against Kansas. It's a good opponent to start with, but it's also an opponent, an opponent that can give you some trouble if you're not ready. So that's my previews for this week. Hopefully you uh, learned something. You're excited for this season or this um, you're excited for this weekend. I am. I'm excited to go to a game. And uh, it should be beautiful weather, and it's homecoming, and it'll be really exciting. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll take some pictures and share it in a format that's not a podcast because then you can't see them in a podcast. But I'll, I'll, I'll share them on Twitter, and you'll be really excited about it. Anyway, Instagram too. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram if you prefer pictures instead of words or spoken words or written words. Subscribe to this podcast, rate this podcast on Spotify, on SoundCloud, on iTunes. Those are the three places it exists. I don't think it's anywhere else, but if it is, tell me that you found it somewhere else. That'd be awesome. And uh, rate it, subscribe, subscribe to the newsletter. I hope you enjoy all the gifts this week. I worked really hard on those gifts. I want you to know that I worked hard. So so please compliment my gift, my gift making. I'd appreciate that. And, uh, you know, until next week, uh, just enjoy your red starbursts like Jalen Hurts and uh, Lincoln Riley, even though pink starbursts are better. But enjoy those starbursts, and we'll talk to you next week on the Big 12 Bullets.